You're listening to the Jimmy and the Brain podcast, www.jimmyandthebrain.com. Welcome to Jimmy and the Brain. Today we have a special guest, Hot One from Hydro Studios. It's your boy Hot One, Hydro Studios, Buffalo, New York, representing. Uh, Took a trip all the way down here to ATL to meet my homeboy, Jimmy Thomas, record, perform on Saturday for X Game. Trying to get the uh, exposure, trying to get the name out there. And then, and then the guy on the other side, that's the brain. That's Malcolm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is Malcolm Travers. I've been um, working on the website all week uh, up to the point where my um, eyes feel like they're bleeding because I'm <laughs> looking at the little tiny code and like people. Yeah, I, I, I say it's kind of a joke because I'm not that smart. Like people think I'm smart, but I don't know shit about code. So. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. You know, how did you get into music production? It's the best way to explain it. Teenage, teenage years, I had to be like a, at least 14, 15. Yeah. And I met a girl at a concert, like a kid's concert. And at, um, as time went by, like a couple months later, she in- introduced me to her cousin. Her cousin was like um, always freestyling and spitting rhymes and stuff. He said, you know, maybe we should try it out, get into it. And that's how I got into the rap, rapping stuff. And then my cousin was like, you know, it's better, you know, he, when he told me the first, the first thing about, you know, making music is you got to be authentic yeah. and we all got history. So why not rap about it? So that came to my attention. And from then on, it just started building higher and higher. I just stuck with it. Yeah. So who would you say were your um, earliest influences? Uh, man, a lot of, a lot of nineties rap. I was always a big uh, DMX fan. To this day, I am. Yeah. I was always listening to Big Pun. You got Jay, um, Met the Man and Red Man. I like, you know, versatile versatility that um, um, Red Man has. Met yeah. the Man. They always bring something to the table. But then, you know, you got Pac. Of course, you got Pac and Biggie. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of underground artists I was always a big fan of, you know. Yeah. Just culture in the 90s. And it's just evolving more now. Nowadays, you know, even though rap has changed a lot, I mean, I guess when you're in the club and you listen to certain type of music, you can bang to it. But when you're in the car, I always got to throw in that 90s, <laughs> 90s music or some Kendrick and J. Cole and just listen to, you know, because that's something you could vibe out to. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got a question for him, too. I want to ask you something, because I heard you say Kendrick and J. Cole earlier, right? And I hear a lot of people say their name like what what separates them from everybody else um is it just like the lyricism or i think i think it's you know the lyricism the way they put the songs together you know they um you could tell some people got more passion for it or i can't knock nobody hustle you know what I'm saying when it comes to music because it, it could be blah 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 and you still making money off it but sometimes the way i grew up with music is like you know you always listen to it like to sit there and listen to it. Like there's always gonna be party music, but then there's their authentic authenticity type of music that you know you can't take away from nobody. Yeah. Somebody always got a story to tell. You always want to listen to that. Yeah. 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 And that's, like, that's what they bring to the table, even if if it involves you know the day and age of what's happening between politics and black and white and all that. They they'll bring that to the table. And if you really see it, like, a lot of people don't want to listen to it, but then they got such a big following that a lot of people do listen to it. So it's the yeah. thing for everything in the culture, you know? You know, how much do you think 
you know, where a musician is from influences their music, you know, like, and what, what would you say are the differences between, you know, those cities or areas that people come from? Um, you know, sometimes I always think like some, it's either it's where they come from or, or what they've been through. Yeah. Cause you could come from a real good place. Uh, or a rich, wealthy family and still go through a lot of shit. Like, yeah. you know, you got rich kids going through suicidal thoughts and everything. You got poor kids going through the struggle. So, I, I, don't, I don't Sometimes it is where you come from, and, but most of the time it's just your background, your history. Yeah. Like, you really live by that. Like, you can't be talking guns and stuff on a record just to entertain somebody. And then somebody come and check you about it in the street. That just goes sideways because you're not really about that life. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe it had something to do with like the audiences that they're speaking to, like what what resonates with them, or you know how how do you how do you see that? Um, I see the audience; they build fast, like they they just love catchy stuff, and you know, I mean, we still got um old school hip hop heads, and you got the new school hip hop heads. That's just the generation building up, you know. To me, I think it's just a new generation been, being introduced to, to the new things in life. And um, that's it's going to happen. I wouldn't doubt it, you know. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. But it's always gonna be a, there's always going to be a following for each music genre. There is like jazz, blues, uh, hip-hop, rap, uh, trap music. Everything is going to have its own following. There's always a marketplace for that, so. Yeah. Just sort of like a general question, like, um, I mean, throw, the... throw them at me, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is my interview. <laughs> so what what are the stories that you most like to hear in hip-hop? Like, um, I know it's like genuine, but like what, what stories resonate with you personally? Personally, the struggle. Yeah. Struggle always resonates with me, but, you know, as I got older, I just, I'm open to everything. Yeah. I even hear like crazy stuff sometimes, like. You know how uh, Eminem or you got this guy named Hobson. You got other rappers, you know, from different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, parts of the United States that sometimes I like to hear lyrical stuff. It all depends the day and age. I, I, I try to adapt to everything. Yeah. I always thought of it as a, if it sounds good, he's making sense of it. And sometimes even the stuff that don't make sense be sounding good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when you're in zone. Right, yeah. <laughs> when I'm out of the zone, I like to just hear stuff because... And, and you know, re- in reality, I'm open to anything. You know, it's good to be open to anything because somebody got. You always want to hear something different. Different tastes come from everywhere. Yeah, uh, Frank Ocean's new album when it came out, and you know, it came. You know, sort of these exclusive deals. People are kind of you know upset about it because he had a. I guess his new album is exclusive to Apple Music for a while or iTunes. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and just how, I guess, the current marketplace, you know, some people are upset about the way, um, you know, the way artists are now interacting with their public is just, to me, to them, they just feel like it should all just be out there for public consumption instead of, you know, being sectioned off, you know, in one place where you can, you have to go through this person to get it. Yeah, like, um, for instance, uh, 
if he's on Apple Music, you can't just open your Google Play and stream his music out of Google Play. You got to actually do Apple Music. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah, that's oh, they should make that. They should do it differently, man. Yeah. You know? But I, I guess it's just a, all a competition at the end of the day. Yeah, People. yeah. Because they're, you know, the, <laughs> that's basically the only difference between the services is what's available. And, uh, you know, I happen to be on Apple Music, but, um, you know, Tidal or Spotify or Google, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, would, I wouldn't see why he didn't, like, I guess Apple probably offered him a bigger contract. Yeah, something like that. I'm like, not sure what happened. Um, no, for the fans' sake, I would I would have just went another way about it. Did it all like uh, and all websites available. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let it let it stream everywhere because sometimes what what sells out the most is you know the concerts nowadays, not record sales. Yeah, that's what I've been reading is that um, yeah, it's it's interesting because music people are expecting to be able to get music so readily that yeah the um performance is now what people really want you know yeah they want to see they want to see that person yeah and so i mean that yeah that's the irony i guess because i think people thought the um the technology making it so available was going to kill the art you know i thought i thought it expanded much better and much faster like Instead of, like, you know, uh, people appreciate the fact that you would go out there, print a thousand CDs, and just hand them out to each individual person, but you only handed it out to a thousand people. As where in the internet, if you got a great following, your one song is getting played by, could be hundreds of thousands, you know? Which is fantastic. So, and then from there, you just take that marketing to another level. Yeah. That's that's what that's what I like the, about the internet. It's pretty powerful. You get you get a hold of more people instead of through like a old phone call. <laughs> yeah. Out there, or if your line is busy, you gotta catch you later. Left a message. Um, now you can just send the email, and like that, man. You know, from one country to another. Yeah. You know, what cities have you visited, and you know, like the scene, the music scenes in different cities. You know what. Um, what would you say is your favorite or memorable? Um, uh, man, that's tough. I don't know, cause um, when I used to live in Florida, there used to be a lot of uh, oh, I forgot what type of music they played down there, but it wasn't really like um, it was real catchy. Yeah. There's always somebody vibing somewhere, <laughs> like a happy place, you know. Yeah. And then Springfield, Massachusetts. A lot of East Coast, you know, um, and um, from there, I come to Atlanta today. Mm-hmm. A lot of Gucci Man down here, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I actually listening to Gucci Man now because you know I'm actually paying attention to what he's saying. As of what I, I didn't do it before, but I was always a big fan of Young Jeezy, Ti, especially Ludacris. Mm-hmm. You know, you know ATL and Jermaine Dupri, the Brad Aldum, when there was when I was coming up. So I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I like I like it all. Yeah. I like I like it all. The the vibe. Like if it's playing at that moment and I just like it. Yeah. If it feels good, I like it. If it's if it's doo-doo trash, I'm just I just, just turn it off. <laughs> so um what was your um say the last live performance that you really were feeling? Um is this club and um 
It used to be on Chippewa Street called the Luna. They knocked it. They didn't knock it down, but they refurbished it, and it's a mighty taco now. But the last time I performed there was the first time somebody had ever performed there. And I did it with, like, a reggaeton, reggaeton group. Okay. And it was a huge crowd. Like, it was just a, a jam-packed scene. That was the last performance I had, which was about, like, three, four years ago. Yeah. And I had took a break because I had, you know, just being a father to my kids. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's a, it takes a big step in life to be a father. Yeah. But it's good because, um, I mean, if I was signed or if I had it made when they was little, then maybe I would have never seen them walk or, you know, they first talk. Yeah. You know, those little things you want to see from your, your your own child. Now as they're getting a little older now, I just, I'm, I'm open to, I'm going back to the music scene. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the last performance I had that was big. Mm-hmm. At, it was a festival. Um, at uh, LaSalle Park, but it wasn't such a packed crowd. But it was still like a little kid had came up to me. Oh man, you, somebody different. Hip hop, you're just different. I like it. Yeah. Vocals, versatility, versatility, and the music. It just all blends in together. Yeah. And I yeah, that was inspiration, but then, you know, stuff gets in the way. Yeah. And that's caused me from the music life for a while. Plus, I, you know, since I'm an engineer too, a music engineer, mm-hmm. so I always help other artists that I'm close to. So right. I was that too, working out other artists. So that always held back my um album. But now, you know, I just recently uh finished my uh CD. It's called Coolin'. It will be out soon, sometime September. Okay. Just got to get the uh, copyright law correct. On the whole CD, I own all the rights to the uh, production. Paperwork is finalized, and now it's just time to market it. Yeah, the right way, you know. Yeah, what do you think um, makes for a good performance? Like um, when you're going to visit or to watch an artist, um, you know, because I guess you know having the background in music uh, engineering, I guess you can um, probably see more than the average. Uh, you know, audience member, if you're sitting out there, like, what are you looking for? You know, what do you think you notice um, when you go to attend a music uh, live? Oh, some, some, um, are you talk about major shows or just like independent artists? Um, either or both. Either or. Mm-hmm. Well, with the independent artists, I always look for, you know, the talent, the energy. Sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. You know, the, I always look for the clarity on a song mm. like you know for your vocals to be overriding the song not the song overriding your vocals because yeah. people you want to hear your voice yeah. if you're a singer especially and you're doing a live concert you don't want to hear the singer's song only you want to hear the singer's voice to see if it's really authentic you know right and then for major performers like uh the last concert i went to was the drake drake in the future concert mm-hmm and of course, you know, there's major people, so they got all that equipment that puts that clarity there. Mm-hmm. But you heard Dumb perform at itself, like it was just their vocals over the beat. And they did a great job, you know. It, it was real life, energy was live. It made you feel good. That's, that's, that's what you want in a performance from somebody. You want action, you want, like, uh, feel their presence. Right. 
You know, so yeah. if you're looking for something to be uplifting, what do you think? Um, who who would be that artist for you? Uplifting, ah, DMX. Yeah. Grimy. You know the the the, the growl the bark. I just put up pop in one of his old albums and I'm I'm already up for work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go to work already, amped up, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I want to just relax and stuff. I'll just pop in some, uh, I don't know, you know. Sometimes I pop in R&B, too. Yeah. I'll some old Jodeci or some Usher. You got uh, new singers out, like um, Frank Ocean, for instance. He's, that's a good artist. I think his CD's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing. Just certain songs and J Electronica. Mm-hmm. That's the good artists I listen to. Okay. So, but if I'm like more in a storyteller mode, I'll just pop in some J. Cole, Kendrick, any old school, like Nas, especially. I like Nas with the history. Yeah. Amazes me and stuff, you know? Because yeah. I'm into all that stuff too. So that's that's how, that's my different moods right there. I just pop in different artists. Well, if we go to the club, pop in that future, you know, you got the keys, keys, we all be wilding out. Yeah. <laughs> It be like that. Though. Like, they got the music to amp you up, man. I can't deny it. Beats are fresh. Yeah. Fresh future. When he, I seen him perform, he didn't do bad at all. I thought he was, he did a real good job, man. He had the, the crowd crazy, and but his energy was just there. Like you just, you couldn't sit down and ignore it. He was just like, <laughs> just, just knocking your head to it. Are there any songs that you know like every word to? Like you can just remember every lyric just because it's like stuck in your head maybe um let me see freedom of jail clips inserted the baby's being born same time a man is murdered the beginning and end as far as rap though it's only natural i explain my plateau and also what defines my name first it was nasty times has changed ask me now i'm the artist the hardcore my signs for pain now i got some of it now yeah. that had to pop up quick you know the nice um Man, DMX too. Uh, oh, what's some DMX joints? I don't know. I listen to a lot of DMX. So, yeah. Oh, what can I think of right now? You know, anytime I think of other artists' lyrics, I think of myself. So then I'm thinking like, <laughs> yeah, rap they lyrics. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, tough. that was the thing. Like, there is that divide you kind of talked about, where I think some people just want a beat to bump to, and other people are listening for a story. And I, I probably am that person who's just probably nodding their head to it. But I think, um, you know, even those people, you know, the lyrics will seep in at some point. And you realize, like, you you know every word to this song. Yeah, when you know every word to a song, that means that song is good. I mean, yeah. that did a good job. Yeah. Not really. Like, you know, you don't think so, Sid? Not to, like, I know a lot of music, a lot of... Uh, like a, a lot of these people's songs that's out now, that I mean that they good songs. Just that you keep hearing it over and over and over again. I think that that relates to like you know back in the day. Yeah, you know, you know, like 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 he was saying like, okay, like J Cole and Kendrick, right? Hmm. I like their music, but when I when I'm riding down the street, that's not the music I throw in. I throw in maybe some Young Thug or Gucci, <laughs> Gucci you know, Jeezy, something like that, you know. But it's like it's um and not saying that they better than J. Cole or or Kendrick because they're not. But it's just that that's the music like you just ride and you just bump it like bum bum like 
like earlier, um, like he he kind of remind me of a um, he kind of remind me of a, 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 a I was gonna say a hot one, nah. <laughs> you know, but but he he kind of remind me of, of like a, a J Core Kendrick because, <laughs> like his music, he not rapping about like um, like you ain't like you 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 ain't you ain't rapping about like the streets, you know, like you got the one song where you was talking about, like your family, you know what I'm saying, like. It, it was a, it was the uh the one you said you're gonna do tomorrow. Oh like like you know what I'm saying? Like like that oh, I'm I'm me. Nobody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you 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 bringing up like your family, you ain't gotta be like, Oh, I'm gonna shoot you, this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like and like me, my my music, I'm telling a story. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling see my music more street. Like like me and him got a song called Gone. Fire, fire song, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we could play it on this episode, you know, you know, once we do everything we got to do, you know, and it's like, and we could you know, play one of your songs. So it's like, but on the um song, I wasn't rapping. I wasn't rapping real street on that, was I? Nah, you was just gone. You was going off. I was bro. just gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like. It, it, it just came together all at once. It was the slow part, the fast part, then the eagle. So it all came together perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the way I record nowadays is gonna come together much better. You know, right so it, it's like we, you know, I rap more about the streets because that that's what really influenced me. You know, like um, I don't know if you asked them or not. Like like, what's your influences on rap? Like what's your okay? What's your top five artists? Ah, that's tough. Um, I just it's because it's so much now. You know, if it would have asked me that in the nineties, I'd be like, Oh, easily. You got X easily. I like X. I'll pop Nas in there. I like Biggie. Pac. And then, you know, I don't know if I would choose between Red Red Man, Method Man or Jay Z. Or just put them all together in one pot. Now there you go. <laughs> See, Next, like, you know, after that then Eminem came out. He came out yeah. with that greediness. He talked crap about his mom, but it was so true, though. Like, it, it was all authentic. It was, his mom was grimy. Yeah, like, he was like, wild. Like, you know, Eminem would just make you listen to him. And, you know, you want to be like him, but at the same time, you know it's fake. Some stuff that he'll, he'll say to himself is fake. So don't follow it. But it's like, damn, he actually said that. Nobody would do that. And this dude actually did that. It was crazy. Yeah. And that yeah. pun, you know, was versatile. Crazy. It's like my like my top like my what Michael, what's your uh top five rappers? Yeah, Eminem was one of those uh Dr. Dre um I'm trying to think. Um Dre's classic. See see there's so much that it's that's hard for me to choose too. Yeah. Jay Z's probably high up on there. Um and Biggie. Yeah, Biggie and Tupac are kind of staples. <laughs> so it's, it's, Put the, uh, they put the mark on hip hop, yeah. but I think it died too early, you know, because yeah. I want I wanted to see what they would be at now. Yeah, because yeah, like Pac and Big was the J Cole and the um, they was the more street version of J Cole and uh, Kendrick. You see what I'm saying? Like because even though Pac was hood, you know, if you really listen to his music, he got a message in his music. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like. It's not it's not all bad what people think. And really if you really think about it, if you listen, if you really pay attention to what he's saying, besides when he's coming at people, he really got a positive message in his music. You know, Biggie Biggie um music was uh 
street. But Biggie was telling his life story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that, like, that, was, that was him all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's why like my music is like, my music is hood, you know, but it's like, it's, it's what's really going on. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's what's really going on. And um, like the beat we was doing just a minute ago, I had that beat for three years. No, no, I had that beat since 2012. Yeah. And the song was supposed to be called We Made It. You know, so, but now it's going to be called Pain. And Pain, I already made a song called Pain. I, I made a verse for a song called Pain, but it was like I listened to it. And I'm like, well, you know, nah, I'm not really feeling it. Because it was like, it was me, but it wasn't me. Yeah. So then I heard this beat. I'm like, you know what? I want to re- pay my respects to the people that died. But I don't have to, it don't got to be all sad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to still be saying... Like on the line when I said my nigga low, man, my nigga died of cancer. I keep, I said I keep, um, I said my nigga low, man, my nigga died of cancer. I keep printing God, but it's like he don't answer. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, it's 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 like how we was talking about the religion thing. Like, you know, you know, I told you I pray when I drink something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So me and then me saying I keep praying to God is like it's not I'm not lying you see what I'm saying yeah. it's really my life story like I'm really praying to God and it's like that. that's one, another reason I wanted you to put that part on um, to hear you know you ain't got to put it on the show but just mm-hmm. to hear it because like we were talking about religion and you see like I'm really talking about it in my music like I, I made a song um back in the day and I said um I saw I saw I said, I know I sell dope, Lord, but I ain't bad. I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm saying, God, like, I ain't bad. And then I said something about, something about, but look at my past. Like, I said, I said, I, said, I used to, um, something hit niggas in the face and something laugh. I don't remember the exact verse because it's an old song, but I was saying that, basically telling God, like, I know it, what it looked like. And what it looked like is what it is, but... You know, I'm I'm trying to change, you know. So my music is like life stories and and when listening to his music is like I can tell he's telling his story. Yeah. Like he got he got a CD called um did you talk about the alcohol rehab one yet? Oh, uh, no, nah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He got he got he got a, a, a CD called Alcohol Rehab, right? And I got it I got it and like um I still listen to it sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And it's like even though my copy Cause it's old, you know. It's still, it's like kind of scratched up. I still get in, throw it in, play, play whatever I can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try to send him videos and be playing his music. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't in the best shape. You know what I'm saying? But I know that he's telling his his story. You know what I'm saying? Like he does, he doesn't have to. Um, he like me. He tell his story through music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, like. I used to make a lot of disc records. Mm-hmm. I made a disc record recently that all off the all the way up one. Yeah. But that's how yeah. I was feeling. You know that that's how I was feeling, and that's why I like his music, high one music, because it's like he telling the story, and I can tell. Y'all can tell it ain't fake. You know what I'm saying? It's not just for entertainment. Yeah, he wants you to listen to his music, but listen to his story. He trying to get get um to let you know him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Gives you a good vibe too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he definitely cool. got some rider music. <laughs> he, he definitely got some rider music. He cut his music off, really. I'm like, ah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm thinking? Like, man, 
I'm, I'm your biggest fan, man. You know, let, let me let me let me hear. I told him, I said, I know I could get my advance copy, man. You know? Yeah, we were. Um, I thought it was interesting. You're talking about how, um, you know, music, you know, has like a spiritual component to it. Like you were saying how you talk about things that matter to you. And I think we were talking about earlier, like music that affects your mood, you know, so yeah. I was gonna ask you, Jimmy, like what, like what music do you listen to, like when you're trying to, either like, you know, make you make yourself feel better or calm yourself, like, like, uh, if music were a prescription, <laughs> like what music do you use for what, you know, effects? You know, what do you? You know, it's crazy. I listen to um, a lot of. Uh, People wouldn't even probably even believe. I listen to a lot of um, definitely if I'm going through relationship problems, a Sam Smith, mm-hmm. and, and um, hold on, Sam Smith and uh, Ed Sherwin. That was one of those things I think um, just triggered a question, and I was thinking about like this year, um, you know, like a lot of artists passing away, and thinking about like what someone's musical legacy is. Um, because it had me thinking about it, like with uh, you know Prince dying. Oh, that that was crazy. He, he's young too, though. Yeah. But he, he lived a crazy party life too, from what I heard. Yeah. From what yeah. I read, Prince. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, I heard basically like from his. Um, apparently, it's been reported that he has a vault of music. Like he, oh yeah, he, I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy to me. Like for like every song that he released, there's probably at least ten others that he didn't. You know, exactly. Like I mean, that's that could cause that too. Like death, you know, heart attacks and all that. Mm-hmm. Just working so much, right? And just like taking a break at times. Like I felt that way too. Yeah, I, I was working so much, I just didn't take one day off to myself and the kids. So I'm like. Maybe I'll just take three years off. Yeah. But I was always still writing and I just work on other people's projects. But I just did through a, I did it through a, a, a um a level, like a what do you call that? Like a schedule level. I kept it um balanced. Yeah. But then it came to him like a couple years later, I'm like, okay, these kids, they growing. Yeah. What am I gonna be in the next ten years? What am I gonna be at? Yeah. You know? I nine to five sometimes don't work for me, so I gotta keep my head in this music stuff and if it doesn't work out in a couple of years then I'll I take it another direction yeah. but see one thing with you though that will always work like with me I'm a rapper I'm just a rapper I can mix it a little bit I can mix it a little bit but see I don't like to take the time like to do it like like with you like you you will take the time and you will um do it you know you might do it over and over like you see when we started recording you was already mixing before we started recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so it's like you got the passion. Like you, you could sit there for hours and hours and hours. Like, like he told me, he said, while I'm on the bus, I'm about to work on my album and finish mastering it. Yeah. You know me, man. I've been, I would have been on the bus knocked out, man. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, on, 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 on watching the movie, like he, he on there working. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. he, so I had, a, I was setting up all the um, performance tracks. For so, tomorrow, so, just see where the head is at and stuff. And, and plus, see, I was just studying more, you know. And like this, this is the guy. Like, like even with our even with our podcast, like say if we sent them the files, 
he'd make it sound like, and this is just us talking. Yeah. The man would make it sound like you'd be like, oh my God, is that me? You know, you're the, the happy mofo right now. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 this is the person. Like, I ain't even thinking about like, like if we, you know, could chop it up and be like, okay, we'll send them the rough copy and say, well, we want this and that. And he's the type of person. I mean, he didn't master my check. Tracks for cheap. I'm not gonna tell nobody how much master for. Yeah, keep that on yeah, low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know that's that's not everybody else. But me and him got a whole different type of relationship. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it's like, you know, he got that passion. Like, see, he yeah. can rap. He can rap, but he he doesn't need to rap. Yeah. You got to think about it, Dr. Dre. I mean, he's they said he got writers and everything. He never denied that, but he, he, he sounded good. He sounded he, good on. On a track, he, he doesn't have, but he don't, he don't got, he don't got a rap. No, nah, he doesn't got to do nothing. You got, you got to think about it, like, like even with you, think about it. Outer Limits charges sixty dollars an hour to record that that uh, Ben Frank. Remember? Well, yeah. Seven, we paid seventy five dollars and we was there for about forty five minutes, just man. For raw vocals. Just, just for the vocals, and he went and he took them and you know he mastered them himself. Cloud's gonna pay the guy. He said, but "Why pay him that? I'll master it." You know? <laughs> yeah. It only gets better the more and more you do it. Like, you know, how I started learning all the programs, man, I, I started watching um, uh, it was this other program besides YouTube. I can, um, I don't know. I forgot. I know once I got, like, the programs, I just started messing with them. Yeah. And then when I got into, like, oh, yeah, um, tutorial videos. There, There's tutorial videos out there that people sell. Yeah. From, like, uh, major companies that mix down with the big switchboards and everything. Mm-hmm. They got tutorial videos on how to work with programs. I I used to buy them. I spend the fifty dollars and buy the videos. And they'd be like, I think the the Pro Tools one was like ten videos, an hour each. Yeah. And sit there every day just at work, just watching, 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 watching. watching. <laughs> Take I some know. details, and they tell you they'll give you a tutorial of how they do things, but just to put it in your own perspective, like do it your own way. Follow these steps, and then make your own steps along the way. And that's what I did. I've been I just made my own steps. Yeah, I've been kind of going through that process with the the web design thing and, you know, editing. Um, Yeah, and it's it's something where I think you have to play with it, you know, like people can show you how to do it. And I um, I've always wanted to have like um, someone to help mentor me through it, you know, and that that helps. But it's kind of like you have to, you know, have your own motivation and willingness to mess up, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you you can't just. You can't come out perfect every time. Like, I was thinking when we started doing the podcast, like, you know, the audio wasn't right. It was just kind of like, uh, but you do it, you figure it out, you learn, you grow, you know. Um, yeah. My mic was too loud, man. He <laughs> 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 yeah, adjusted it, though. Because I look at that mixing board like, oh, Joy, that's all these plug. That's that one plug in. All right, yeah. Yeah, put that knob down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Adjust that one knob. You'll see it keep going green. Don't let it hit the yellow. It's gonna sound perfect like that. It'd be all right. Yeah, there you go. You good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 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 he he a perfectionist, man. You know. But but it's cool because you remember when it, when we did the first show, and then we figured out what the problem was. You know, because it, it was with the recording. Yeah. You know. But then it's like, I bet you the second show sound way better, don't it? Yeah, it does. And, and it's like, see, but we we was learning together. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, you know more on your end because. You know, you really the guy that control it. Like people don't know, I'm just Jimmy, man. That brain me that you see you see on the logo, the brain is is bigger than the whole thing. You know, you know people don't know that 
I just I just sit here and record and we do the interviews or or you know talk about what we talking about. They don't even know like when when it says the brain, like man, you're the one behind the scenes doing everything. You know, I'd be like, man, what can I do to help? I might if I if I try to do something to help, I might mess you up. You know, no, so not, no, I mean it's um yeah, like I said, it's it's a thing where you got to take the you know the energy. Like that was what I was saying. Like I I was trying to do some stuff for a while that um you know it's it's hard you know so you got to have that um that drive to want to do it and so i think that's where you come in is that you have the drive to want to get it done and so um you know you know (laughs) you know you can know how to do it but not want to you know (laughs) so uh you have to have both but i was going to say this like um on a you know we're talking about like songs and you know musicianship um, but thinking about like an entire album, you know, what what's an album that you remember, you know, wanting to listen through the entire album? You know, like every song told a story that just went through because um, you're talking, talking about me. Yeah. Or both of you. Yeah. OK. Well, mine was um, Jay-Z album. Uh, the Blueprint. Or yeah. two. No, no, no. The first one. The first Blueprint. Yeah, it's like the blueprint, right? To this day, I can put it on and just keep going. You know, to just play it all the way through. And back in the day, it was Tupac, uh, Seven Day Theory one. What's that? Illuminati? Um, Machiavelli, Machiavelli. You know. Uh, that was deep. That was yeah, that yeah. Was you know, Machiavelli, like, that. I, that's how it was back in the day. But see, then, you know, with 2000 came around. And up until now, I'm talking about I can put the... Listen, I bought title. You know, I mean, I bought it, but I subscribed to title for for one for money and violence, the uh, TV show, mm-hmm. and then for another reason is for the blueprint. Yeah. Like, like, listen, like, cause they, they he took the blueprint off of all everything else, okay. and just like he took off on um, what's that other album he made, the first one, Reasonable Doubt. You know that album. Listen, I that not that album came out in '96. It's 2016, and I just realized how good Reasonable Doubt is. Oh, yeah. like, 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 listen, listen, because I, I really got to think about it. 96 was 20, it was 20 years ago, right? So yeah. I was, let me see, I'm 33. I mean, I don't mean to give up my age, I don't care, but um, I was 11 years old. No, 20 years, I was 13. You know, 13, you know, you, you know, that's when Wayne came, Wayne, no, Wayne came out when I was 16, I think, but you know, so it's like. You know, I wasn't thinking about no uh, Jay-Z. You know, I listened to it, but you got to think about it. It was it was there, but I wasn't really listening to Reasonable Doubt. Listen, I didn't really pay attention to Jay-Z until Volume 1 came out. And that was, what, 90... Was that 96? Or, no, 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 no. That was 97, 98, right? Yeah. So that's when I started paying attention to Jay-Z. But like I said, the blueprint, I'm talking about, man, I listened to it like, I said, yo, this dude is a, like, I can't, he hood, like, and, that, and that's what I want to be, I want to be like him. That's like my favorite rapper out of all time, because it's like, you can listen to him back then and listen to him now, you know what I'm saying? And he's still making good hits, but you can you can see the growth in his music. And and that's why, like, I like with, with, with him, it's like, well, with, with how I want he's like, you know, he made the the alcohol was it alcohol rehab. Yeah, and then it's like with this one. Remember, we were talking about my name change, right? 
Yeah. I said I can't be Boss. crazy Jay forever. Boss I said Jones. because Boss Jones showed growth. You know what I'm saying? But if you listen to the, I'm telling you, man, the blue. I don't mean to get into all this, but the blueprint, man. Like I'm telling, you, like that's like that's that album, man. Like you just listen to and you can you feel his story because he talk about everything from dissing uh, Mob Deep and everything on there to like you know just what he dissed on there too. But like man, you know um, what's that uh, song? Never change. Yeah. Remember he said, "Shout out to my St. Tom, um, my son, some of the St. Thomas connect, my Miami and St. Thomas connect. I never mention your name. I promise respect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, like, okay. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking about, yo, I can relate to that. Cause that was me a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah. so I think, I think with me, with me, like with the name changing me growing up, it's like I went back to the blueprint." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, this album is crazy, man. Yeah. It's it, reminding me of my it, it remind me of my life. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, my son got his nickname from Jay-Z. You know, Jigger. Jigger is from, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I always to say to- that too. Yeah. I always place that like I always call my boys Jigger. Like I used to, cause you know, we all from like I was a rugged neighborhood, so I always call, you know, what up, nigga, this, that, yeah, my yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That but it was just a friend type. So I switched it over, like, what up, Jigga? How you doing, Jigga? You know, yeah. like, I'm doing that now. <laughs> it's a different slang, like, online, everything. Like, What's up, Jigga? That Jigga funny. Yeah, that Jigga real funny. <laughs> well, now, um, what was your what was your favorite? Mine's yeah, yeah. tough, man. I don't know. The, the first album, Nas had. Yeah, that. Yeah. That was pretty classical, man. I mean, yeah, just the way he was putting his rhymes together and what he was, you know, his storytelling from Queensbridge. So it's the same thing like Jay Z, but it's a different type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just New York hip hop, man. You know another album that I can listen so it's to? It's tough, man. Like, it's so much good albums. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I was recently watching, um, I go to a lot of concerts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the reason I was telling them the, the recent Drake and Future concert that I went to. But before that, I went to this, this, um, in Darien Lake. Like, a couple weeks before that, I went to, uh, Logic, his concert. I can't, heard, I can't hear it about it, but I never heard his music. Yeah, you just... He's it's a white dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard he was good. From Baltimore. And um, same thing. He, he grew up like us, man. Section A housing and all that. Yeah, He's yeah. rapping about all that. and But the way he was just performing, like, this kid, the authentic authenticity of this kid, like, this is how authentic he was, right? Come on stage yeah. in the middle of a show. He brings out an NPC. He says he got a bunch of samples, so if he fucks up, it's just on him. Don't be mad about it. We're going to just keep going. Yeah. And then he kicks a freestyle after he cooks up the beat right there. like, Because he yeah. said he got so used to it after so many shows, he's doing something different. Yeah. So he cooks, he started cooking up the beat. Uh-uh. He played the drums. First he played the drums. Then he played a sample with the drums. Yeah. Then he started playing the snare. And then he put it all together. And he just took the mic and started freestyling, like, off the top of his head. Like, you know, Darian Lake, here I go. No, 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 no. It's like he bring it, like, oh, shit, like, there was a real live show. Yeah, yeah. And then that was like, oh, this kid, this kid is sick, man. That's the first time I've seen him perform, and I've been listening to him for, like, four years now, four or five years. So that, when I seen that, I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid. <laughs> to just be there and just, you know, be feeling comfortable and just playing with something, even though if you mess up. You don't care about the crowd's reaction. You're just going to keep doing it anyways. Yeah. yeah. That's no. the passion for it, you know? 
Now, um, Malcolm, what, what was the one that you could listen to all the way through? My, I think my first one was um, The Chronic, probably. Oh, yeah, that one was a good <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. He break out every little on that, too. Yeah. yeah Eminem was on there? Yeah. yeah that's probably was, where I first heard him. Hold on, Eminem was on the first Chronic. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say. No, 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 no. That, that, was a, that was the second Chronic. No, nah, there was only one Chronic album. No, no, it was a Chronic, uh, it was a Chronic with him and Snoop. And then it was the Chronic uh, 2000 or 2001 or something like yeah, that. I think it was and 2000. That's the, that's that the one. The second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you talk about the first, first one now. The one when he was on, when he was on Death Row. No, I think I was I was talking about the one in 2000. Yeah. It's oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. That was, that was pretty deep, that one. Yo, yeah. That, yeah, that album, you can listen to that. Every song on there. Yeah. Yo, but you know, the, the one he recently came out of was called Compton. Compton, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the production behind all those songs, it's crazy. Like, like it took like like he really took his time with it. It's crazy because he was rapping gangster on there though. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude, fifty years old, man. <laughs> you can, you cannot be rapping about killing somebody at fifty, man. Like he was for real. Mad about somebody, he was mad at somebody. Man, so, listen, Dre was there right. talking about killing somebody <laughs> and this and that, and I do this. And I'm like, huh? Is this Dr. Dre, man? <laughs> like, way days, man. Yeah. Oh, you know, yo, yeah, you he know, back his NWA days. Yo, you know what's crazy? I did not know how good NWA um, was up in, until I seen the uh, the movie. The movie. Oh, listen, when I when I when I seen the movie, I went back and listened to Straight Outta Compton a few times. I said, "Yo, these they were spitting some. It's, it, they were spitting some real stuff. Like, like for real. Like, it's really." Like man, NWA was a good group, man. If Easy wanted to die, I wonder like how much more of an influence they would have made. And you gotta think about it, they only came out with two albums. Two albums, cause it was uh straight out of Compton and strictly for my niggas or something like that. Or something. Yeah. Strictly for my niggas, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, two albums and man, like look at look at the influence, man. Like, you know, they they really influenced everybody, man. When people talk about hip hop, they bring up NWA. You know, like if if it wasn't for them, man, the music that was coming out, like I'm not gonna say the music now, the, but the music like in the '90s wouldn't have been coming out, man. Nah, not at all, man. But you know, another album I can listen to all the way through, it's two of them. The the first Fifty Cent one. Oh yeah, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh my that's, god, that's like yo, classic, like Get Rich or Die Trying is crazy, man. That's that mood. That sets that mood for you right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, um. That sets that, a that, great uh, mood for and and the first Dmx album. When the sun is up, the gun is up. The first the five DMX oh, albums. Up is begging me for their help. Yo, you know what's crazy? Like that Damien song. Like when you listen to that song, like you know, like I really think he was really feeling like that. You know, like like the devil was trying to take it. So, cause it's like I always talk about how I was in the streets. You know, I be telling people I made millions of dollars in the streets. You know, some people don't believe me, but who cares? But you know, it's, you go back to my religion. I, I feel like the devil gave me that money. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the devil gave me that money, you know, and it's like, man, you know, I was good. I, I lose 100000 and, you know, come back and I'll be good. But the devil was, you know, like, okay, stay over here. And I'm not saying everybody that's in the streets, you know, you know, doing that because I did it for a purpose. You know, and, and it's like I wish I would have put that, that money to my music. Yeah. You know, because like I was telling, um, I was telling Howard earlier. I said, you know, I feel like we was talking about Gucci Man music. I said, you know, 
he Gucci ain't the best rapper, but he makes good songs. You know, he make he got them hits. And I feel like I'm not the best rapper. I can rap. I can rap. I can rap with the best though. Period. You know, but it's like even when I wasn't rapping, even when I wasn't putting my all into it, I still made good songs, you know. And like he was talking about his album, you know, he took two years to make it. But he was professional. You know, he perfectionist. I can make an album, man. I'm here for two days. I can make a whole CD. You know, and, and every verse might not be the best because, you know, it's kind of rushed. But you will listen to that song and be like, you'll catch, you'll be like these new people. You'll be like, you'll catch yourself singing that song. Like, man, <laughs> like like when we made Ben Frank. I Remember when we made oh, Ben Frank man. and I was like, I it didn't like all, my verse. It was all kept saying that shit too. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I said I didn't like my verse, right? And oh, when, Ben and, Frank. Or Benjamin. Yeah, and, and I was saying I didn't like my verse, right? And then he was like, "Man, just keep it. You know, just keep it." Even when we did Gone, I'm like, "Man, I don't like my verse on Gone." Keep it. You Easy. never know what the people are gonna react to it, right? But it's crazy because I, I was listening to Gone the other day, and I was actually listening to Ben Frank the other day. I'm like, "Yo, it's not as bad as what I thought," yeah. because I'm not gonna say it's one of my best verses, but it's it's better than than um was out now and i'm not saying the people out now like their music is bad because someone makes some good music you know it's, it's all it's all mumble rap but they they you know they making the like down what i learned about down south if you got a good beat and a good hook it don't matter what you saying between there <laughs> because once you get to that hook man it's on again <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and you know it's, and it's like like I'm telling you, when this new music come out that I'm about to put out, man, it's gonna be crazy. When his music, when his, when he, whenever he give me a copy of his uh, album that's coming out, you know, I already know he. I heard a couple songs, but I, I already know if it's anything like the first one, even you know anything like the first one, man, I know it's gonna be fire. Just from what I heard, it was good. You know, even though he only gave me a sneak peek of it, you know, like I said, hopefully, you know, we could put a song on here. And, you know, play it on the podcast. Because that, that'd be something different. Yeah. You know, what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into music? Like, um, what hurdles did you have to overcome to, you know, perform and record? And, uh, yeah. Best advice. Learn the business before you even start. It's not only about being a rapper. You just got to know your ins and outs, left and rights. A lot of people in the game is there to dick you. They're not there to work with you. They're, they're there to, you know, take you, take advantage of you, especially if you got talent. Yeah. Work on your craft and, um, you know, the best advice. That's that's the best advice. Um, Your music, is it'll sell itself. If it's good music, you catch people's ears, it's going to sell itself. It's just going to keep building and building. So just stick to that. And, you know, it's best to keep it to yourself, too. Not Not keep the music to yourself, but... It's best to start, like, learning by yourself, like, how to work. You know, it takes time, yeah. but learn the business, man, because, I mean, you know, once you get fucked, you get fucked. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> cursing, but, you know. Uh, that's just a, just a grown-up that's, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's just, that's, that's, that's the truth, man. Like, once you get asked, you get asked, like, once you sign a contract, you don't even know what's that behind it. Yeah. Done. You know? Yeah. Learn the learn the business and know what you're getting into before you get into it. Just like anything. It's just another hustle, you know? Yeah. Remember when I signed that remember when uh 
we had, well, not you, but me and Diego and them signed that universal contract. I don't even know what happened with that. Remember? Oh, remember that yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I didn't care about what was going to happen with it. All I cared about, oh, I'm signing universal records. And I don't know what happened. We signed the contract, sent the contracts in. You know, after that, I just like, that's, I just stopped making music. I said, okay. But the contract was for a year, so I said, okay, cool. Nobody from Universal hit me up, you know. Nobody, because uh, you was going to sign too, wasn't you? Yeah, I was, but I was reading it. I like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, was it a bunch of bull on there? I mean, it was just so much to read. It's always a fine print. And, um, oh, yeah, another thing, man, get yourself a lawyer. Yeah, have that, everything copywritten, man. Like, you know, if you're going to rap over somebody else's beat, then, you know, make it seem as that. Title it that, you know. Title it that's just promotional use. If it's your music and your lyrics, so before you put it out there, just copyright it, man. Yeah, your, yeah find a lawyer, get everything behind it. Get that joint authorized and ready to go, and that way you can keep everything to yourself. Make sure you pay your producers, too, man. A lot of these damn rappers don't pay their damn producers, man. That's a mistake. Because yeah. the fine print of that contract, you got to kick back royalties. If you make money, you get sued for that, man. Yeah. I'm not with that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know man. I mean? like, like that's, why, that's why I was blessed to I, have. I read, I read the paperwork before I signed it. So that, That's why I was blessed yeah, to have a, um, you know, a producer that's like my brother, man. Like the um, I Am Music uh, CD I got out. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to D-Eagle. Yeah, D-Eagle. He's a great producer. And then actually the song I'm working on now is by Flex Beats. He, uh, I don't know if he with Bandcamp or working with Bandcamp, but you know it's like them two producers right there is like, you know, I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about it. It's like okay, you pay your money, and the beat is yours. Yeah. It wasn't no lease. It wasn't this and that. It, that's why like I can have a beat for four years and sit on the beat for four years, you know, because it's my beat, you know, and. and and I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I know the the uh, relationship with me and Diego. You know, like the I am music. I, like I didn't even listen. I thought I am music was like just like okay, it's an okay project. Then how one he listened to, he said, "Yo, that joint fire!" Like, you know, it, it it was it was like I took songs that I made five six years ago and just and they was all produced by Diego, and I got permission from Diego before I put it out because. Some of those songs he came out with songs for him, you know. So, but he told me, you know, he used them for a mixtape. So I said, well, you know, I want to put out this album, you know, can I use it for my album? He said, man, go ahead, brother, use them for do whatever you want to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I got permission from. So, like, I'm selling the music now, and you know, he not coming after me saying, oh man, you making money off my, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because that's that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like. You know, I got that relationship with him. I remember when I put out Shoot. You, you know Shoot. Yeah, I'm the that. truth in the catchy. booth like my name, Young. Yeah, you know. And the crazy thing about yeah, Shoot, the, the the hook is so basic, but the way I said it was crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, cop, aim, shoot, you know, that's, shoot. That's a real good song for down here, down south, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, like, listen, like, like. <laughs> I think everybody like that joint down here, yeah. man. It's like, it's like the, the hook is just cock, aim, shoot, shoot, <laughs> cock. Hey, shoot, shoot. I'll make you niggas disappear. Poof. That's the whole hook. 
<laughs> but if you if you hear the beat behind it, you like you like you just start yeah. forget what I'm saying on the yeah, hook. You like blend it in real real nice. So. Yeah, and then it's like me and the eagle. Matter of fact, that that's on the um the uh, DV Nation album that me and the eagle got. I just took the song uh, "Gone" is on the DV Nation one. Um, it's it's a couple drums. I'll give you a copy of that drum before you leave too. Um, but it's like like the eagle gave him some beats. You know, he yeah, might, he, he might, still sitting on them. he might have made some songs off those beats, but the, I didn't record it yet. But he, <laughs> he, um, if, if he make the beats, you know, if he make the song and put the song out, Ego ain't going to say, oh, I made a song off that. No, Ego going to say, okay, go ahead. On to the next. Yeah. You know what On I'm saying? Go ahead. Next. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, man, listen, me, me and Ego, man, like we like brothers for real. Like I be having that. I'll be like, man, how much you going to charge for this and that? He, Cause he'd be like, you need some beats? How many you need? People like Eagle, man. Shout out to the Eagle, man. DV Nation coming soon. I yes. know, Shout I know that this is, this is this is the hot one interview. But I need to plug this yeah. DV Nation coming nine eighteen, man. Shout I'm trying, I'm trying to get it out nine eighteen. Tell him come visit. He's still traveling. Yeah. If he's not one place, he's another. Oh, you know what? I thought he was in Massachusetts. This dude's at where he's at now. He in Arkansas. He in Arkansas. <laughs> but you know what? I do like to explore. I'm not going to say DV Nation coming on 918 because this episode will be out after that. So DV, get DV Nation now on iTunes. Get it on Tidal. Get it on Google Play. Get it wherever you get your music from. Will your, will your CD be out by the end of the month? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. It's a real good CD. I'm not like um being real cocky about it. I'm just telling the truth. I hard work pays off, but What's I just the name of it? uh coolin with a K, K double O L I N. Okay. And uh, if you want to see the video, just uh go to um Google search and type in Hot One, Coolin H O T O N E space, Coolin with a K. Everything should pop up about me. Yo, you gotta you gotta go see that video, man. Like the man sitting in the the man sitting in the <laughs> chair, man, to make make him look like a midget, man. Like like for real, but it's like it's it's crazy because just cool that, that's my inspiration because like how can um how can you come up with something like that? You see what I'm saying? I tried to do a backflip and I landed on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's crazy because it on the grass though. So you'll see it on the video. She cut that off real fast. So you, you know, cut that scene in half. Don't show the whole thing because that's crazy. You know, somebody can die right there. Man, it was, it was a, you know, it was just cooling. That's just like, like, um, what's what's your basic thing of cooling? What would you describe cooling as? <laughs> like right now, you just on the podcast. You cooling. Yeah, we lay back, chilling, cooling. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like we we got the AC on. That's cooling though. Yeah, vibing true. with each other. That's cooling. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, having a good time. That's cooling. Yeah, it's AC taking too long to cool off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need to hurry up and cool. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> for real, man. Yeah. You so know that, that's just the. My mixtape, my mouth, not mixtape, the CD is just, I, I titled it Coolin' because every song you listen to, except towards like the end of the CD, like, you know, that's where the personal, personal people's, you know, personal business start coming out, like, you know, yeah. what I've been through these last years or something. 
But everything is just trying to make you feel good. Like the first song is just me explaining me. I'm me and nobody else. You know what I mean? That's yeah. basically how that song is. The second one is called Up in Smoke. So I'm gonna give you how to touch the the uh the list chat real quick. Let me see. Okay. First one is first one is I'm me. Basically that's just explaining me uh, as a person. You know, um you just what I'm what I'm going for or what I want in life. No hold back, you know what I'm saying? I'm not holding back from nothing, just telling you everything. That's the one you played from, right? Yeah, the first track okay. I played. From. And it is it's produced by Jay Rugged. Shout out to Jay Rugged Buffalo, New York. This is one of those uh underground great producers that, you know, you just gotta get his marketing game up and then he'll just be it's crazy. He plays the keys and everything crazy and that's what we did on this. Uh the second one is called Up in Smoke. That's for all the potheads <laughs> in this world. There's a bunch of potheads in this world. People that like smoke, you know, bong, whatever. That song's just for you. <laughs> it's for everybody. It's cool. It's, it's a cool song, but it's, it's like real amp. The beat is produced by Chronic Beats. Shout out to Chronic Beats. He produced most of my uh, album, which is awesome. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Yeah. The third one is called Rude Boy. All right, so this song... um. Here, man, I'll just play you a snip of it. Let me see. I'll show you the uh, chorus. See? Yeah. So, Rude Boys basically is um, teenage years. Or, uh, you know, something you remember... Being reckless or not being reckless, like you know, playing what? games with people's heads or not playing games with people's but you, heads. But you see what he just did, right? Ah, see, see how he, <laughs> <laughs> see how he plays five seconds. <laughs> that, that's what he did earlier when we was um, driving. Yeah. He played like thirty seconds, then he's like, "Oh yeah, man, you know." Because I, I told him, I said, "Hold on," because you know when he played the song, I'm like, "Hold on, my beats, they should be louder than this." So I, I cut on a, a CD that I knew would be loud. Then he just he just. Gradually, just like okay, then I'm like okay, come on, you gonna play the music? And he said okay, I'm play this one song for you. <laughs> and it's crazy. He played the, the actual song. You know, he played he played the song uh, "I'm Me," and then he played another song. But but he did he did he did just what he did. Play five seconds, cut it off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean I understand. Though. You don't you don't, you don't want you don't want um, your album to be leaked on on the yeah, podcast. You know, but yeah. but if you it know it was big man. They'd be like, man, it leaked it already. Now nah, you. That's why you can't put it online right away, man. Somebody find it and yeah. they leak that joint before you start selling it and everything. Yeah. But you, you don't mind because it's getting out there. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get like the business part right before right. I leak the CD. So anybody bite it, hey, you know I'm coming for you, man. With my lawyer. Yeah. Bite that ass. He <laughs> 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 gonna pay my ass. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, so what's the next one? The fourth one is called Cooling. That's the one we was talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're just cooling right now, vibing. That's just a good laid back, chill song, a real catchy chorus. And it's something that you just you probably just knock your head to. And feel good and relax, you know? Yeah. Um, the fifth one is called Living for the Moment. Basically is like um what I was just saying earlier, like you live one day, you could die the next. That's basically that song is about you taking a risk, a chance at life. Do what you want to do. Don't hold back. You know, don't let nobody hold you back. You know, don't don't build up stress. Let it go, man. Be free, man. 
we're all our own person at the end of the day. Yeah. Nobody owns you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's living for the moment for me. That's that's exactly what that is. The next one is called Around My Way. Basically, this is where it starts getting personal. I'm just talking about uh, Buffalo at itself, how it came from. Uh, you know, you know, it was all relaxed, and that was, you know, how society nowadays everywhere got that place that's just keep going, getting worse and worse. It doesn't seem to change. Yeah. That's what that song is about. It's just, you know, the city itself, and you know, me in between all that. Um, the uh, what is that? The seventh one is called Beautiful Feeling. Um, oh, what's the best way to describe that one? That ain't impossible. You have to overcome the obstacles. I want to move to the tropicals. That's, that's just the line that started off the CD. So, yeah. the song. So, Beautiful Feeling. Oh, it's just, um, damn, I, I don't know, man. That, that song, like, because I was talking about aliens, too, in there. <laughs> I mean. Literally, I was talking about aliens in space or something like that. Because, oh. Uh, you know, I was like, I think of Jesus when I sleep, how I'm created from my head to my feet. I know yeah. everybody thinks that some, sometimes, you know, like, yeah. how was we here? How was we created? Then the aliens in space and all that. I started breaking <laughs> everything up, but that was the beautiful feeling I had. Like, you that's know, exactly what it is. It's just, I'm going to just tell you something. But you you know what's crazy about him, about him saying that? We were just talking about that last week. Oh, mm. word? Yeah, we, we, were talking about, <laughs> we, we were talking about how, how they were talking about aliens and... Look at the sonogram. The sonogram, look how, how they say the alien. That, the head <laughs> shape. <laughs> like, like, I swear to God, we just was talking about, about that last week. Oh, shit, I think I'm going to be a regular on the podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got the time. So, um, the eighth one is called From the Heart. Um, I did that strictly for my fiance. So it's just basically me appreciating everything she did for me past eight years that we've been together. Um... And um, it'll just when you listen to the song, it's got it's produced by Chronic Beats, beautiful feelings produced by Chronic Beats, around my way Chronic Beats, living for the moment Chronic Beats, cooling that's produced by MJ Nichols, different producer, but I got my paperwork behind that, so it's good. So now the next one after that, after it's called Friends. So this one I'm just telling you, the past between me, my cousin Joey, my brother Heido, Louie, and Quentin, we grew up together. So I'm just telling our story, you know, how, you know, how we all grown up now and everything has changed. So I bring up the past and how we used to, you know, the, one of the lines on the second verse is like, um, uh, used to, uh, used to clam bake in the, uh, used to clam bake in the back of the projects eating pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that was crazy, but that's just, it's just authentic. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. that was that one. And that's produced by uh program. Shout out to Program from uh Buffalo, New York. It's an underground artist working on his craft. I don't know when his CD coming out, but you know, he's got a good hip hop flow and he's got some dope beats. He's very careful. He uses it, you know, wisely. All right. Uh the next one, the get back. This one is where um it's featuring uh Psalms. I don't got no I only got two features on this uh mixtape on the C D. It was a last minute thing, you know what I'm saying? So he was he helped me get the idea for the the song with the beat, and it's produced by Chronic Beats. So the get back is basically um society where it's at, you know, government, all, all that stuff. Talk about it on there, or um, well, one person gives his side of the story, which is Psalms, and on the second verse, I give my side of the story, what I think about society itself. That's the get back. Looking for a way up is how I adapted from 
from one place to another. And um, I'm looking for a way up in the industry, you know what I mean? I'm looking to make my, make my own way up in the industry. So that's basically what that song is. I'm trying to make mark a name for my, um, for my, you know, I'm trying to have my vision just go through, skyrocket off the roof. Yeah. Uh, paint on paper. Uh, looking for a way that's produced by Chronic Beats, and the next, um, the next one is called Paint on Paper. That's produced by Chronic Beats. It's just uh, the basically course is like what you see. What do you see when you look at me? So yeah. everybody can relate to that. Yeah. Like, what do you see when you look at a person? Do you judge him from the outside because he, he, he's a uh, scruffy looking or something like that? Or if he looks nice, you could tell that he's living a happy life. How do you see? You know what I'm saying? Do you see yeah. the pain inside of him? What do you see when you look at him? That's basically that song about me. What do you see when you look at me? And I'll just tell you this. It's happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who always happy that um, make you happy, man. <laughs> the the last song is uh, it's called Last days of uh, living for your last days that so that song basically is just uh uh how i came up from uh being young and reckless to being grown and and being an adult living to the last you know so that's how i ended off the cd cd is called cooling and it will be out september once this copyright gets um copywritten stuff gets you know once i get the paperwork for copyrights perfectly correctly back on tuesday Get the CDs pressed. Get this uh, digital marketing on point. I'll have it by before the end of September, and then you know I'm have to find a have my uh, cousin Joey, aka slash the manager, do his thing on setting them shows, and it's time to uh, take it to another level, Jimmy. Jimmy and, Thomas. And, and, and Jimmy in the brain. He didn't mention that Jimmy in the brain. Jimmy in the brain. This is a great podcast. It's been what an hour and a half, two hours long. <laughs> Still yeah. just vibing. We cooling. Yeah. Yeah. That's cooling. We vibing right now. Well, he, he didn't mention that Jimmy in the brain get the, the advanced copy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? I'll give y'all a digital copy. All right. So sure, brain, you send me an email. And as uh, soon as I get that pay, uh, copy written paperwork right, I'm going to send you a digital copy first. So y'all get the first dibs on that, man. That's awesome. And Jimmy Thomas, you I'll just put it on your phone. You know, yeah, you're not gonna leak nothing. Um, <laughs> but uh since cause I was saying like to make to make this episode different that I wanted to play one of your songs. Um since Coolin already got the video out, is that is that cool if we put that song on here? Yeah. I mean, even though when this episode come out, your CD might be out, but at least to play it on the safe side, we'll just play a song that's already out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's your boy Hot One. I like to introduce you to um my first single. Put out a couple months ago. It's called Coolin' with a K. Great vibe, great feel to it. I hope you like it. Share it and I'll uh, press the like on the page. You know, share it and like it and subscribe. There you go. Some paper, I'm sipping moe. A pretty wife, two kids, I'm never lonely. 
I gotta stay on my grind until I'm gone, B. I'm just laid back, chillin'. Matter for the PS4, we get it poppin'. Double down, bet on the game, we goin' all in. We all in it to win, we not losin'. Look, I got something to prove. My life is a twist, I gotta make a move. I'm blessed with the gift, I got the right tools. It could get me rich or end up broke like a fool. Nah, hell nah, I'm not with that. Gotta make it right for my kids, I gotta flip that. God put me on this earth to never fall back. But for now, I'ma lay back, relax, cause I'm coolin', just coolin'. Everywhere I go, I be laid back, coolin'. Chillin' with my boys, we be sippin' and coolin'. I only kick it with fam, I only got my family. I pop bottles with my fam, make money with my fam, hold it down for the family. I, I'm just laid back, coolin'. Just lay back, coolin'. Living life how I should be. I have no regrets, that's how it should be. I love my life to the fullest, I ain't complaining, B. Won't stop moving forward until my life's complete. I got goals to reach, I push it to the limit. My kids gotta eat, I can't stop the grind. I came from the streets, low budget, I had nothing. My brother, I ain't front. Look, I made something out of nothing, now I'm living good, far from great. I ain't bugging, but I'm sure to be someone that my kids could inspire. I'm far from being perfect, but I'm a great father uh, Let's make a toast to life To fail is not an option, success is right God put me on this earth to never fall back But for now, I'ma chill, relax, and lay back Cause I'm coolin', just coolin' Everywhere I go, I be laid back coolin' Chillin' with my boys, we be sippin' and coolin' I only kick it with fam, I only got my family I pop bottles with my fam, make money with my fam down for the family. I, I'm just laid back, coolin'. Just laid back, coolin'. Coolin', just coolin'. Everywhere I go, I be laid back, coolin'. Chillin' with my boys, we be sippin' and coolin'. I only kick it with fam, I only got my family. I pop bottles with my fam, make money with my fam, hold it down for my family. I, just laid back, So I ain't even here. I don't know if you asked him, like, what what made you want to do the music, like, period, you know? I, I probably was gone if he asked you that already. Did I answer that question? Well, it's good to do it again. It'll be fine. Oh, you know <laughs> what made me want to do it? Oh, all right. Um, you know, that, that rewind sound, so we're going to go back to that. <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, I, I wouldn't have to take care of some stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. How it started is I met this one lady, this female, when I was a teenager at a kid's concert. Uh, months past, we was together um, for a couple months, and she introduced me to her cousin. And um, he was always freestyling and stuff on the porch and stuff. So when I met him, I'm like, yo, wow, that's it's amazing. You need to get out there. He told me, why don't you try to you know, spit a verse and stuff. So he gave me a path to do it, and I took it from there and made it you know, to what it is today. Like, I started, like, um, my cousin, I told my cousin about it. My cousin was always into, I'm not going to mention the name for legal rights. Okay. But he was always into bootlegging. <laughs> so we would get all the games and stuff, Sega Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, 
Man, what the PS4 games at, man? Nah, that joint's too risky. Nah, they, they, <laughs> the network got too big. So <laughs> you don't want to get banned for life. <laughs> or your chip you know, probably doesn't read it. You don't know what it is now that you got to put on the PlayStation 2. Because I don't remember on PlayStation 2, it used to be like a chip you put in there, solder it, and then you just throw in the uh, the copy disc, and it just plays the game like that. Yeah, PlayStation yeah. 1, you put a stick inside the PlayStation. It holds the uh, thing up. Yeah. While the CD is spinning, so you load the the load disc, you put it in there, it'll spin. Once it load that load disc up, you yeah. take the disc out and put the copy uh, disc <laughs> in there, and your game is gonna play. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah. I know. And then the second, the only criminal. Yeah, the second Dreamcast is <laughs> like, yo, that joint. You just copy them joints with a patch. Yeah. And it just play on the Sega Dreamcast. Like, it used to be crazy. We used to have thousands of games, literally. <laughs> Even the stupid games, we'll just copy it just to play it. We're like, right. yo, what are you doing? So he started getting me programmed, started off with Sonic Foundry and Fruity Loops. I was making beats at that time. And then yeah. I was recording myself. I'm like, oh, yo, I really could rap. But I was always gangster with it. Because I was doing stupid stuff when I was young. Yeah. So I'm always gangster rapping and stuff. So, oh, I'll pop a cap in this ass, blah, 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 you know. But then I got so used to it, and this guy, um, guys, Blaze, uh, Blaze One, shout out to Blaze One, changes his name to Suicide Joe. Don't know why, but that's his rap name now. Yeah. When he told me that I had something good going, and keep it going, I think that motivated me the most to just stick with it. Like, oh, yo, you know, everybody got a dream, and you can create something and go with it. Do Do you, you know? think that yo? That's um, what I did. Cause last week, I mean, I don't know when it was, but. I was telling them why, like, my name, you know, Boss Jones, to me, shows growth, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like uh, that the alcohol rehab and the cooling CD, that the cooling CD shows, like, growth from where you came from? You know, how, like, you, I don't know if you was battling with, what is it called, alcoholism or whatever? Oh, oh yeah, um, alcohol, the, the, the whole concept of alcohol rehab, that came that 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 mixtape actually got that press and all that right, and I was saying I didn't own no rights to no beats or nothing yeah. except Party Life, which you know, if you look at datpiff.com right now and look up Alcohol Rehab, it's only ten songs on there that are, you know it was meant to be on there as the storyline for Alcohol Rehab. Yeah. I wasn't thinking straight before that, but um, <laughs> the way that seed came was one day like um I guess I had my first child and I always like you know I'm a I'm a champagne type dude man I always love my wet, so. Before he money. was born, or after, and after he was born too, I was always every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday out, yeah, like drinking and stuff, man. And she got fed up with it at one time and saying, "You know, you're gonna have to either choose the alcohol or going out a lot, or your kids, because you know you're coming home and you're done." She told me the one line she told me is like, "You never know if you're not gonna come home." Yeah. So that changed, and then um, I'm like, "Oh shit!" I took all that. I started sobering up just for my kids and her. And um, all those ideas was already in my head of all the stupid shit I was doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started writing the whole alcohol rehab. I'm like, oh, dude. She's like, oh, you know, you know, you need rehab. You might need rehab. I'm like, no, I don't. I just need therapy. And that's my music. My music is my therapy. So, yeah. And before that alcohol rehab came out, I had a CD called Hydro Studios Volume 1, which is just a mix of artists. That's the, that's one you had the red on, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, it was all right. It had reggaeton music and all that. It was just showing my versatility, but I was always partying and stuff. So I didn't take it serious. Alcohol Rehab came because of that situation, because of what she said. 
and I wrote the whole album within a week and recorded it the next week. Yeah, like, I wish I would have owned all the rights to that album too, because then it would have been a classic. I'd have pushed it more like I'm pushing cooler, but I, you know, I don't. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that alcohol rehab, man. You still got any hard copies? Yeah, I still got 50 hard copies at home that I didn't right, burn. Man. Man, let me get a copy, Because I changed man. it all up. But you know what? Man, I'm thinking, me. like, if this cooling CD goes very well, then Hydro Studios Volume 1 and Alcohol Rehab, I'm about to remake those and find, you know, the copyrights to all the beats and just email those people. And if those joints are still available, I'm going to take it off the grip and then do the whole CD over. Yeah, that, that daddy song, my favorite song. Oh, man. the intro, yeah. Produced <laughs> by uh, Johnny Giuliano. And it was yeah. all tagged and stuff, but yo, yeah. I had I just made I was acting like I was my kids. I was bringing up my my life with my father. That you know it was it's tough. And I like the one with you. Um... So that's what how that song came about. You're like I like I'm gonna act like I'm a kid, and just say my daddy went away, put yeah. bad vocals behind it, and then. Yeah, because there you go. It's just, he, he it's told creative. me he said he said you know that he said you know that was me, right? I said, huh? Like, like, come on, man. Like, like he was telling me like, yo, that that was me saying that. Man, the man, like, listen, he, like a little kid with a squeaky voice too. Like, yeah, that's crazy. He's like, my daddy. And that'll be it for our third episode of Jimmy and the Brain. I'd like to thank our special guest, Hot One, from Hydro Studios. Make sure to check out his new album, Cooler. We had a great time. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. We'll have future episodes coming out every Wednesday. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Leave us five-star reviews. Positive feedback is always welcome. And we will see you next week. 